The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We believe that everything is energy, and we can experience it as feeling either feminine or masculine. And that's what we talk about in this episode. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. Hey guys, welcome to this episode. This is Toast. And this is Sienna. And let's just fire away. Oh, well, let's get right into it because we have such wow. generous comments from from Bridget, right? Oh, okay. Well, don't you want to say what we're talking about in this episode? Or I guess the intro did that a little bit. I mean, we're going to talk about feminine and masculine energies. Mm-hmm. After we oh, talk about Bridget. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. So we do have a note from the community. So this is our little segment, Notes from the Community. And this note comes from Bridget. And just so you all know, anytime we share something, unless it's a public review, if it's a private message, we do absolutely ask permission to share it, to use names, or if they prefer not to use names. And she absolutely gave us permission to share it and to use her name. So I just want you guys to know that. We absolutely respect everyone's privacy and preference. So don't worry that just because you contact, we have a conversation in private that we're just going to suddenly announce it it on on the podcast. podcast. Okay, so this is what Bridget had to say, and this came through on an Instagram uh, message. So here she writes, and it's a we had a beautiful exchange. So I'm going to be hopping around, um, you know, not sharing the entire the entire thing. So Bridget writes, I should mention I first learned of you two in 2007 when I was living in Hawaii and listened to Girl Meets Girl and McKenna CDs back then and still when I moved back to Iowa. This year, I'm trying to incorporate the things that bring that aloha spirit out of me. So in April or May this year, one night I looked you up and boom, a few days later, you released your first podcast in years. I listened to each episode and I'm so impressed with how you how well you two know one another and how you have so much respect for one another and feed off one another yet let the other shine at the same time keep up the wonderful work you two just give off that positive energy i can't get enough of please know that learning about your attitude your love for one another for people in your life your love for animals your love for music and your spirit and zest for life is so incredibly uplifting in ways beyond the one hour. I keep thinking about the episode, hearing about each of your independent mornings and what you do to fuel your soul. It was so simple and so profoundly beautiful at the same time. 
reminding myself of my potential through my vision statements and affirmations. That truly inspires me to keep looking within my soul for the answers to find more ways to invest in myself every day. You two have definitely made an impact on me. And Bridget, you have made an impact on us. Thank you, Bridget. That's such a nice exchange. You know, she and I texted back and forth a bit. Uh, We were speaking particularly about the book on um, energy vampires by Dr. Christiane Northrup. That's Mm. what started our communication because you and I had actually posted about that book. Mm -hmm. She got it. It changed her life. Um, See, energy. And it opened. That's the theme for this episode. Exactly. That's so That's neat. true. Yes, it that's is. So, neat. so anyways, that's what kind of started our conversation. And we had much more to say than that. But thank you, Bridget. We totally appreciate your sharing, your openness. It means a lot to us because, you know, although we love this work, we love doing the podcast. We love sharing things that we feel will be helpful with everyone. It's really nice to get the feedback. Oh, my God. Yeah. It to really get is. that validation, you know, whether yes, it comes thank you so much, a review Absolutely. or a message, and so you know, yeah. ultimately, we would like to share all of the messages that we get um, the okay on, as well as future reviews, and hopefully, we'll have time to be doing that in every episode. So, thank you, thanks, Bridget. Bridget. Yay, Bridget! Much appreciation. Oh, and uh, for the rest of you listening, you can look us up. On that, that was through Instagram, right? That was through Instagram. Yeah. Yes. So on Instagram, we yes. are Sienna and Toast. Yes. Sienna with one N. But if you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, you can do so on iTunes. Oh, that's right. Yes. iTunes, and we're also on. Well, who knows? How are you listening to us? You're you're listening to us somehow. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> well, but the so, iTunes, mm-hmm. iTunes, the iTunes, the iTunes, iTunes is where peop, is where we would like. If you want to leave a review versus merely sending, you know, a personal message, right? iTunes is where we prefer people leaving reviews. Yes, because that's where it gets the most traction, right? Versus yeah. Spotify, iTunes kind of owns YouTube the podcast and, world, right? Okay, yeah. All right. All righty. Okay. So are we ready? Yes. This is our, the music we chose from Sienna's iPhone 4. (laughs) (laughs) Nature for the soul. (laughs) All right. So we came across, or we, we were reminded again about... This thing that's known as grounding. <sighs> and we just wanted to, hey, just give a shout out to... This is real, man. Grounding, because it has definitely helped. Uh, Sienna, especially, has noticed this from her own personal experience. Yes. Because poor Sienna sometimes... No, poor. Okay, not I'm poor okay. Sienna. Yes. All right. So we shared, we did share in another podcast that mm-hmm. I get a little motion sick. Yeah, you are kind susceptible recent, to motion right? sickness. Yeah, and I know. Anyways, we so can we're go driving into in the car. Why, yeah, so we're driving in the car, right? And and Sienna is like, not all the time will she get motion sickness. Not all the time, but when she does, we will know that when we get home or when we get to the destination, when the car stops moving, she is going to as soon as possible 
stand barefoot on grass or on bare ground. Mm-hmm. It helps so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our just tip. That's put, our just tip for nature for the soul. But yeah. why don't you? It's pretty amazing yeah. how our our human organism, how our animal bodies um, have such a great nurturing relationship with the earth, with the solid ground. And it has some this this positive effect that Sienna feels from standing barefoot in the ground has something to do with like the the negative charge that the earth carries or something yeah yeah uh something to do with the fact that the earth has a lot of electrons and that when you put your bare feet on the ground your body can absorb this large amount of these negative negatively charged electrons and that somehow helps your body yeah to to achieve equilibrium Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not it, experts on this, but we're just sharing an appreciation. So not, but it works. Yeah, we're just sharing <laughs> an appreciation for this this grounding that we can avail ourselves of as yeah. human yeah. beings, as animal bodies. Yeah. So go ahead and walk barefoot on the ground. Just stand there yeah. on the ground. And take and, that in. And reduce inflammation. I mean, and, there's all kinds of benefits, really. Yeah. I think it, it's known to, like, reduce inflammation and some kind of, like, antioxidant effect or something. So. There's a lot of things. Anyways. I mean, but, it, ma- it makes complete sense that that is edifying to our health because, hello, like, human beings have only evolved over thousands of years. Yeah in in this kind of close proximity to to the bare earth but you know but you know this has given me a lot of permission okay this grounding exercise okay because as you know tos but our listeners probably don't know i love to just walk outside barefoot right and i do that (laughs) you know how you like you for instance Mm -hmm. and i always thought oh this is just the hawaii thing you know, oh, I don't even use my barefoot? slippers. Yeah, like I just go outside barefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of given me the permission that that is okay. Because before I'm like, maybe that's gross. I, I really, sh- my slippers are right there. Why don't I just put them on? Okay. But then okay. I don't. I like to just go out. And I think it's because not only has this given me permission, but I think it's because my body needs that grounding. Mm, yeah. So I'm sense. like intuitively just going, I'm, I'm just going to go out Yeah. with my bare feet. Yeah. And that's why we know that when we get a dog, we are going to train it to go potty outside. In one part of the yard. In one part of the yard (laughs) so that there's no risk of, I know, know, because I still want, Stepping on, not earth, but Or Or even even prior poop, a prior poop placement. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's not even, like, for me, I'm sorry, I just would not prefer to stand where poop was a week ago good for you i support that (laughs) i want yard freedom you know yeah i want the freedom so yeah our dog will have to learn to go in one place please if he or she even has to go in the yard hopefully we are walking him or her often and we can just be picking up 
Oh, like along the walk. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want them to hold it. They're definitely (laughs) they're definitely going to go in one spot in the yard. (laughs) Okay, so that is our nature for the soul. Talking about grounding, how cool! I just love. Mm. I just love our. Oh, uh, I didn't have my music. Okay, get all your music. Yeah, I mean, I think we should have that right in like the beginning and then the the Tinkerbell music. (laughs) Don't you think? There we go. See, it closes out the segment. You know. Okay, and that segment's done. Okay, okay. so now, <laughs> now we'll talk about the feminine and the masculine uh, energies. All right. So appropriate okay. to a LGBT uh, type of topic, right? Feminine, masculine, well, gender. Well, it applies to everyone, though, Identity. Right? It does apply to everyone, yeah. but so much of our society is still, like, coming to terms and getting a clue about gender mm-hmm. and how it's fluid. It's right. an aspect of, of each of right. us. We, we, each of us as individuals express it in our own unique ways. Mm-hmm. It's not automatically just because you have female biolo- biological parts that you automatically have to feel feminine exactly. in your yes. energy. Right. So, Sienna and I are obviously still getting in the hang of this, but we're, we've realized how, okay, myself, Toast, I feel and I, I'm more comfortable and at home expressing masculine traits, masculine energy, and Sienna happens to be... And that is consistent with your look, with how you show up, with... With your masculine presenting self. Right. Like how I prefer short hair and I prefer right. to wear pants like that, right? <laughs> well, it's beyond pants. I mean, I think most people prefer to wear pants. No, some people prefer to wear dresses. I mean, just, what do you that, mean? They, just that they have pants on. Anyways. No, a lot of people prefer to I wear know, dresses. No, I'm just kidding. Like just that. If you're wearing pants or non-pants. Oh, oh, no oh, pants. Like pants, pants or like, no pants. Oh, oh, like, like you no know. clothes. Yes. Okay. I'm just... Got it. Being silly. I'm just... I just caught up. All right. But here's the thing. I don't wear dresses. Anyways, we don't need to Generally. talk about the presenting, the presenting aspect. Well, I just well, kind of threw that I think in that's to totally show that there relevant, was, though, though, because it was correlated. Yeah. I think that's completely relevant because the way we physically choose to present ourselves generally i think is your uh, leaning is aligned is, leaning? is aligned with how we feel energetically for the most part yes I, yeah i'll speak for myself that's yes. how i feel i mean yeah. i want oh, to present totally myself you. yeah yeah i want to i feel more at home presenting the short hair and the pants <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of a dress um, because that's how i feel energetically Right. Energy wise, I feel more comfortable expressing masculine traits. Yes. And that's and I think everyone, although we have both feminine and masculine energy, I do think we lean predominantly to one or the other for the most part. Yeah, I think so. So you lean masculine and I lean feminine. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like I carry more and exhibit more feminine energetic traits Mm -hmm. as well as what I present on the outside. Right. Even if I like to wear pants. Right. Yeah. Versus a skirt. So let's so let's talk about okay, so what is the difference then? Cuz with energies, like feminine yeah, versus energies. masculine, because I think uh we generally 
as a society, know what we mean when we say feminine or masculine. Uh, In the presenting visual outward. Cues. Yes. Yeah, visual cues. Okay, but let's talk about energy. So I'll speak for myself and talk about yes. masculine stuff. Yes, okay. Toast. So, <laughs> so <laughs> when I... When I'm talking about, okay, I feel more comfortable expressing masculine traits, I'm talking about values like duty, uh, responsibility, like showing up and coming through and pushing through to accomplish a task. It's, it's mm-hmm. that mentality that says, well, I said I'm going to do it, so I'm going to do it. And why don't you yes. give, why don't, Sienna, why don't you give the, the feminine corollary well, to approaching a task? Oh, for me? Approaching a task? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, okay. So do you think... <laughs> I had other things for feminine energy. Oh. But I don't know about okay, a task. Okay, well, let, let, me, let me fill in the blank okay. about that, the task. See, I, because... I'm learning on this podcast too, people. Okay. 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 Tell me. So toast. would you say that... <laughs> In the approaching of a task on the feminine side, the fe- the feminine energy mm-hmm. way of approaching a task is more like oh, I see what oh, you're saying. I love this. Yes, yes. I, I just, see what you're saying. I just yeah. I feel it just this. so so the feminine aspect of approaching a task would be would come more from how I feel, how it feels, and more of an allowing nature and a flow to things instead of really making it happen. Yeah. And and other things, I think, you know, because Tos was talking about the um, masculine energies, but with the feminine, it really is about, it's more of a grounded energy, an open energy, a receiving energy, a nurturing energy. It's governed by feelings, emotions. And I think with the masculine, it's more about efficiency, mental capacity, getting things done. Grit. Being efficient. Did I say that? Yeah. Efficiency. (laughs) (laughs) Getting things done. Um, Problem solving. You know, so it's getting past, it's not about the feelings, it's about, well, let's just solve this, let's solve it, let's fix this. Yeah, oh my gosh, um, that so comes into play when we start having uh, just organic discussions, right? Like you want to share how you feel about something yes. and a situation oh that gosh. came up. And, you and wanna... I don't want, I'm not looking for it to be fixed. I really just want Toast to meet me in terms of just meet me where I am and just be my sounding board. Just let me share this. Just listen. Just listen. But oftentimes her masculine side will kick in and wants to solve it. So as I'm speaking, she's not really being present with me because she's her, her mind is already um, cycling and going, okay, how can I fix this? What is she? Okay, well, if we do this, if we do, and she's not really being present and listening. And it's just because of that predominant energy because what i'm hearing the masculine part of me is hearing a problem yes i'm not hearing so much oh feelings 
Right. And how, or actually, to, to be more clear, I'm hearing that Sienna is feeling badly about something, right? That Sienna is experiencing an undesired pain. feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. experiencing pain. Mm-hmm. And so the masculine part of me wants to shut that down. It's like, no, no, we don't have to be feeling pain here. We can solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Hmm, let's troubleshoot. Right. Let's problem solve. Let's figure out how to fix this instead of just being together with Sienna mm-hmm. in whatever particular feeling is right. there. Right. It's kind of like the that stereotypical fairy tale, right? Where it's like the princess is like, so the princess or the feminine is like in distress, right? Okay. And here comes her, her prince, the masculine, right? The knight in shining armor coming to Who's save going to her. Save, save her and make the trouble go away, right? Solve the problem. But what if she just wanted to be listened to? Like having that could solve the problem. Having the, right, having the <laughs> prince come and go and sit sit with her, and she just says, "Yeah, I'm feeling in distress." And he's like, "Yeah, it really sounds like you're feeling distressed. How are you? Tell me more. Tell me more about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see how that would be very challenging." What if the prince did that? The prince has a hard time doing that, man. <laughs> I, yeah, the prince does not know how to do that because the, the prince wants saves. to slay the dragon. Right. The, the prince, prince wants to act. Yes. The prince wants to be full of action and dynamic yes. movement. Right. And that's the masculine. That's the masculine energy at play. Yeah. So yeah. all of these fairy tales and these these gender roles and stuff, it's talk. We see that as talking about it's an energy. It's, it's a way of seeing things. They're mm-hmm. not literal Mm-mm. roles. And each of us has both. both of those things. Yes. And I think in the LGBTQ community, those of us who are LGBT or Q, I think we're really embodiments of the masculine and the feminine in a way that comes together in a really beautiful, intricate, complex way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like... I'm, I'm going to bring in the nature examples. Yeah. Oh, I love those examples. Okay. Yeah. So sidebar here of how nature itself will bring together opposites to create these beautiful phenomena. Yes. For example, probably the most dramatic example is an eclipse where you have the sun and you have the moon, the nighttime element to that comes together that creates this magical phenomenon Mm -hmm. and yeah and you you it requires both elements to come together right light and the shadow but that's completely natural and it's actually very special yes the opposites coming together to create a, a singular phenomena just like similar would be the beach you have ocean and you have land and they need to come together to create this gorgeous thing that we call the beach Mm -hmm. very special place yeah just like a waterfall it's water and it's rock it's water and it's stone that comes together and you have this beautiful thing called a waterfall And you have 
something else that happens every single day. It happens twice a day, actually. Twilight or dusk and dawn. That magical time of day where it's not fully daytime, it's not fully nighttime. Mm -hmm. It's this magical in-between time. It's twilight. The light, the, the light that is cast um, on buildings in the city and on the mountainsides in the country. It's just this beautiful, uh, it's called literally, I think it's called the golden hour in, in mm. the photo- world of photography because mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous. Yes, and that's where some of the most beautiful photos yeah, happen. There's just a gorgeousness to it. Yeah. And why is that? It's because these opposites have come together. together Light, yeah. right? And the daytime and the nighttime. It's yeah. not fully one. It's not fully the other. Right. It's not right. completely like a female in a, a female body with a feminine side. It's not completely male with a masculine side it's both it's It's both both. and it's this very special thing and that's how that's how we can see ourselves as people in the lgbtq community we are literally natural embodiments of these very special special places and special times that just occur naturally that's us and i think too like it's really you know all those nature examples you shared Mm mm-hmm are really inspiration points for us individually embodying both the feminine and the masculine. Yes. But also, if you are a couple, Mm -hmm. a beautiful example and inspiration for the balancing of those energies as well. Mm. Because for Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. Toast, you're not always masculine. Right, right. Sometimes you exhibit your feminine. And for me, I'm not always feminine. Sometimes I'm exhibiting the masculine. You know, so it really is a beautiful dance and balance of the two. And these nature examples, these natural examples are just so inspiring. Because when you look at these, all of these examples that you mentioned, you know, and you, um, there is just something so special about nature that speaks to our soul. Yes. And... You can't explain it. It's just something that is felt very deeply. Mm-hmm. And I think the awesomeness, you know, really using that word and how it was intended, like the yes, awesomeness thank you. <laughs> yeah. of seeing, experiencing an eclipse or a beach, beautiful waterfall, or that time of dusk and dawn, like just something about it. You know, there's this element. And I truly believe that that serves as just incredible inspiration for us individually and in a relationship Mm -hmm. with our feminine and masculine energies. Mm -hmm. The mix of that, the recipe that then leads to this amazing. Yeah, it it feeds the soul. Yes. Right. It feeds that eternal side of us if we will, if we will enter into a relationship with it in that spirit. Yes. Right. But I would but I would like to touch on what you said, how you were addressing specifically our LGBTQ community. Okay. I think you're totally right on with that because um, our community in particular has a little bit more, um, I guess I would say, it's just more apparent that there are these two energies sometimes and oftentimes at odds with each other. 
you know, and learning. And I'm speaking about just the individual versus like in a relationship. Okay. You know, and balancing the feminine and the masculine energy. So like for you, being born a woman, so having the woman. Having female biology. But identifying more as a male. Masculine energy. Yes. I think that disconnect, that seeming disconnect, really calls upon you to make sense of it at an earlier age. Yes. You know, so this masculine-feminine yep. feminine mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. is more apparent for our LGBT community to deal with and work on. Yes. And I think especially and, in this society, because our this current society that we live in uh, is still figuring out how to deal with it. Right. But right. Right. But what I what I would say, though, is that this problem uh, or I guess you could really say this wonderful opportunity is is also there for the heterosexual people. It's just a little bit in general, more disguised because a woman in a heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. is just assumed to be the feminine one. Right. Just like what you're saying earlier when you first introduced the topic. And the man is the masculine. Mm. And so therefore, it kind of feels like you can just be in those roles. And you don't really need to acknowledge the other part of yourself. Um, but I think with the LGBTQ community, it is definitely something that comes to the surface more quickly Yes. But I absolutely do think it can, there can be, um, I guess, issues with the, with straight couples in balancing that masculine feminine as well. They just might not see it as that is where, that is an opportunity to work on, to have a more balanced relationship. You mean in each of the individual's lives? Yes. Okay. And together. So and coming together. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is that, hey, each of us as individual people, we each have masculine energies and feminine energies, mm-hmm. right? That we are expressing. Yes. And as we, our, one of our calls as human beings is to be aware of that and to integrate that, to become fully human. Right, to yes. become fully yes. masculine and feminine and to know how to integrate both the masculine and the feminine energies yes. in, within our one individual selves. Yes. Because okay. I think like with... Yeah, agree. Yeah, and I think that... So, you know... So basically, I think it's a... It's an opportunity. No matter what your sexual orientation is, mm-hmm. I do think it's an opportunity that... that, it, that is available across the whole board. Yes. I just think it's a little easier on the outset for a straight couple because of just how society creates these roles. You kind of feel like you have to be in a box, you know, and I think it might be easier to let this opportunity kind of go by the wayside. Yeah, I yeah, I I think when you say easier, I mean I don't do you mean, mean easier. Yeah, I should correct myself yeah. because I'm not saying that being. Oh boy, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I better clarify here. So, I'm not saying it's easier being straight, and I know that maybe our LGBTQ community might say no, it is easier being straight, and in some ways it might. But I'm speaking purely on 
a masculine feminine you're talking about spiritual evolution. balancing balancing mass the masculine and the feminine i think see i shouldn't even be talking about straight people because i'm not straight it's my perception what i okay all i really wanted to say let me just back up <laughs> all i really wanted to say is that when you toast said and called out our lgbt community as having these masculine and feminine energies mm-hmm. to balance and deal with i wanted to be inclusive of the straight community because I do feel like it's an opportunity for the straight community as well. Yeah, it, it, like it's, it's a, a human strong, condition, it right? Is, to have both masculine and feminine energies yes, expressed yes. in our individuality. That's the human condition. It is human. But at the same time, because of how our society supports and doesn't support straight couples, I feel like it's a little easier to let this problem of not balancing your feminine and masculine Mm -hmm. pretty much go under the radar for a while for the straight couple Mm. because a man in the straight couple that's the man right he's in this box the woman in a straight couple that's the woman she does woman things you know and i know obviously it merges and everything like that but i wouldn't necessarily i think for i think it can go by the wayside so a little bit more easy easily versus for the LGBTQ uh, individual or couple. Mm -hmm. You're having to grapple with this masculine feminine energy as soon as you are identifying and realizing your sexuality. Hmm. You are dealing with it. You know, coming to terms with what that means and how that feels and, you know, how you want to present yourself. So you're already trying to balance it upon discovering and uncovering your sexuality. Yeah, it sounds I don't like, think that's necessarily true. Yeah, it sounds for, like what you're saying is that hey, for every in, every individual in the human race, this working with and being aware of your masculine and feminine energies of your own individuality, mm-hmm. right? The both and both of them are present in each of us. You're saying that being aware of and working to integrate them or to have a conscious engagement with it. Yeah is something that the LGBTQ person is kind of forced to deal with. Yes, you versus, can't not deal with it. Yeah, yeah. versus... In your process. Versus people who are straight, they can kind of be ignorant about it and be... For a little while. For, for a while, and not yes. Be, and not be yes. confronted with it. I personally right? think so. But here's, I, I agree. But, but, I here's, agree. but here's the thing. I mean, this obviously we're talking in generalizations. Right. But I agree. <laughs> but here's the thing. We do have. I'm allowed to say that, right? Here's the thing. I think. Th- okay, you all. There was one podcast where I probably said that like 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> and I banned myself from saying it. But I just noticed like, I think I said it three times on this one. But anyways, here's the thing. <laughs> here is the thing, Toast. I know we have quite a bit of straight listeners. So please tell us in the comments what you think. Yeah, good call. You know, what, yeah. if you have that, if, if Toast and I totally have it wrong, um, if you have an experience that you like to share about balancing your own masculine, feminine energies, or even with your partner, what that might look like, and, and shed some light on this for us, you know, um, 
because as Tosa, we are speaking very generally. Whew, boy, I took us in like circles that's on cool. a maze. I, I love, <sighs> to me, that's a good discussion, right? Where there's... I don't know. I kind of t- tired myself out. <laughs> Do- <laughs> you know what it is? Because I want to be as transparent and honest, mm-hmm. but I do want to be respectful. And I right. never want right. to offend right. anyone or hurt anybody or a group of people. I mean, I think as LGBTQ people, we are a little more sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And we want to take care of that, you know, take mm-hmm. care of mm-hmm. others, make sure... That people feel safe. We want to be inclusive. Yes. Because we know yes. how it feels to, yes. to be And even though excluded. we're ultimately here to serve our LGBTQ community, we absolutely know we are serving our straight community as well. Allies. Because absolutely. there are so many straight allies we have yeah, listening yeah. to this podcast mm-hmm. and people who follow us on social media and all of that. And, and we love and that. And that's part of, yeah. And that's how life should be. Right? Amen, inclusive. Sister. Like just, you know, you find your own thing, but we're all inclusive here. Yes. Whew. I'm surprised I'm not sweating. <laughs> Goodness. Should we give should all we right. and should we kind of wrap up by giving a quick example of oh, of how our uh, Do we have time for that? Feminine masculine energies have Well, yeah. Okay. So let's um yeah. Okay. So he- here's an example that I think would apply for a traditional straight couple. Yeah. Okay. Because because it all comes down to energy. It does, and, and that is and that's what we all have in thing. common. And that's why, you know, to me, I'm thinking that as our species evolves, mm-hmm. that there will probably be more gender fluidness happening, because I think. Because it will be okay. It will because, be culturally okay. Right. So people and that's will be more themselves. Evolve. Yes. 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 Yeah. I do think so. Because it does come down to the energy. Mm-hmm. Not the body parts. Not right. the right. not all of that. That's yeah. just, you know, mm-hmm. human 1.0 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I used to be... Um, We'll say this this example quickly. Okay. But I used to be a COO of a company. And in that role, I had to step into my masculine energy because I had to oversee a whole bunch of people. I had to work on the operations of a company and how things are working, what was, what was working, what wasn't working. So basically, I had to be the boss. And in order to be a boss, to to stand in the boss role, you need a lot of those masculine traits. Especially, and, and it does depend on the type of company. It does. Right? That's on the company true. culture. That's true. But in this particular company, I had to. that's what was I called had for. To. Yes. And so I would be in that total role. And when it was time to turn that role off, because I didn't need to COO anything at home, <laughs> um, it was tough. And I started to notice that, you know, Toast and I would have more fights, more arguments, because when it was time to then resume my more natural inclination to be feminine, I couldn't. And here's Toast greeting me with more of her mas- her naturally masculine side, bumping up against my COO masculine suit that I would put on, and it just wasn't working. 
and I couldn't, you know, she would want to do things for me, you know, like problem solve and do things for me. But as still being in the masculine vibe, I wasn't letting her receive. Yeah, I, I couldn't be in my feminine and the feminine is about receiving, receiving the masculine and I couldn't do it. And so I would be more like, no, I'll do this myself. I'm going to do this myself. I, you know, and it was everything. I'm doing everything myself, which is very masculine. But here's Toast not feeling like she could deliver for the relationship because I wasn't letting her do anything for me. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't receive her. Here I am trying to do everything myself. But my feminine, my naturally feminine side wanted her to do it. But I was just stuck. I was stuck in the the energy of the day-in, day-out COO masculine energy role. Mm. So that's how that played out for us. And I wonder, too, like I'm remembering and looking back during, on that time, and I know that it did. I did have the sensation of feeling inadequate, uh, maybe emasculated is too strong of a word, but feeling like, the, what I'm offering and what I'm trying to deliver yep. and provide and mm-hmm. and do, right? The things I'm trying to accomplish and tasks I'm trying to do for us in our household, in our relationship, was not being received. And obviously that feels junk. Well, yes. And, and I was not only <laughs> not receiving you, I brought home those other masculine traits of trying to orchestrate our whole life. <laughs> right do you remember like I had to I had to do like I I took it upon myself to just start managing our whole life are you saying yet yeah Yeah, well I'm trying to I'm trying to remember more about that time in our lives and trying to also think of how I contributed to the tension and conflict during that time I I think you were just being your more naturally masculine self. And it wasn't natural. It's not natural. Your natural inclination isn't to be the feminine receiver, Mm -hmm. even though that does need to come into play sometimes for our Mm -hmm. balance. Like Mm -hmm. this whole, what this whole podcast is about you, you do have to embrace your feminine to be your fullest great self, as do I need to embrace more my masculine, but this role having been a full-time job at the time, was just consuming my natural feminine side. And so I, it, I sort of lost how to, how to be that, you know? And so I think you, I don't think you were contributing to it. I think you were being your natural self. I was the one having this different energy and you can't have two masculine, predominantly masculine energies in the household mm. at the same time. Because all I the think time, it, yeah. All the time, no. So, so maybe the takeaway from this particular story and situation is that you know it if at all possible it it does matter what type of job you have it Honestly, does matter yeah right? and, and it's and not just role? about it's not just about always hey manage yourself and manage your energy to mm-hmm. to accommodate whatever situation you're in it's like no you know if if you can try and find a job right or find roles even if they're elsewhere in the community that maybe match more of your natural yeah that's kind of going with your natural gift right right you like to talk with people 
find something that where you have a lot of contact with people. Right. If you're an extrovert. Yes. And, yeah. that's, and that's a very good point. And yeah. I think that applying that same kind of awareness to one's gender, mm-hmm. right, or the the way that you are energetically, whether oh. more masculine or more feminine. I thought of another example, a quick example okay. of of just the the female and the male. Are you talking about feminine and masculine? Feminine and or, masculine. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Feminine and masculine energies yeah. and how that works in a practical way in from a relationship standpoint. Okay. So a lot of times, um, like it's it's more of the feminine role. Because the feminine is more social in the sense of wanting to nurture relationships. It's relational. Yes, wanting to nurture relationships. So in general, it's the the person with the more feminine energy that is going to command, which sounds masculine, (laughs) but is going to command the social calendar. Mm -hmm. It is that that person that That is going to do that. And then just tells the masculine energy when to show up this is what we're doing and the masculine energy just wants to know yeah just give me the facts i need to know what date where are we going that's it and i'll get us there yep that's it that's it they don't need to know why this was set up and who (laughs) is doing and who's bringing the what and who is no they don't want to know and that's i think that's a very simple yeah i think you're right simple things and whether you're straight or heterosexual i mean straight or like gay couple there is someone who is more masculine present masculine predominantly masculine and predominantly feminine so tell us if you identify with that yeah this would be interesting (laughs) to see what kind of comments come up Uh, i hope we get comments on this that's so funny okay shed some light all right thanks for joining us in this conversation guys thanks for listening guys and girls folks (laughs) If you would our like to, folks. yeah, if you'd like to stay in contact with us throughout the week, please sign up for our email list. You'll find all the links in the show notes. We also have Life Club, which is um, membership. So again, links in the show notes. And that's it until next time. Oh, and Prince. Prince? Prince is like the perfect embodiment of masculine oh. and feminine energy. In, the artist formerly known as Prince. Is what in how he about, presents right? himself or yeah. how he presented himself mm. and who he was as far as what we know of who he was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Kentara, who knows everything about Prince, <laughs> can correct us if we're wrong. All right. So until next time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast telling you to love life, live free. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson, we will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.